Hello and welcome back to season two of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. With dad and daughter. And hey, we're back for series two. It's yeah, exciting, came, isn't it? I came back. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know. Well, actually, talking of that, probably you're not going to be here all the time, though. You're pretty busy now, aren't you? Well, I'm a pretty unbusy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I might be busy doing stuff, but I'll always, if I'm anywhere near, I will be doing the podcast. Good. Otherwise, who's my backup going to be? David? Uh, oh, no. No, it'll be you and you, I think. Just me on my own. Me, my, Jane Armatrade, John Armatrade, Jane Armatrade, Armatrade, me, myself, I. So it'll just be football chance around with a single plant. That's it, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's good to be back and football's finally restarted and uh, we're talking on the Sunday night, Sunday 13th of September and we've had first few matches. Obviously some still haven't gone ahead. I don't know why they got postponed. Well, I'm not sure something about wanting a rest but then they played friendlies, some of them, so I yeah. don't know what it's on about. And why would some teams take the internationals an opportunity to have a match off but others wouldn't yeah so i don't know yeah they cancel they usually cancel the whole fixture list but then they just cancelled two but then they played friendlies anyway so i mean what what on earth are they on about either way do you reckon it's going to be a tough season because they've not had much of a break well i think the only toughness is going to be fans not at the grounds and giving you know there's, there must be a lot of players that need motivation from yeah. crowds and they're getting nothing other than the manager and the coaches and a couple of people shouting so I think that's going to be the difficulty. I think it could affect some players and some teams who rely on that uh, yeah. more than anything, I think. And most players obviously haven't gone to like five-star hotels in Spain. No, no. Break. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be very exciting. I suppose as we go along, we'll probably say who we tip, who we think might come top or who might get relegated as we go along. So yeah. um, uh, we'll do our normal, kick off with a go through all the different leagues and then we'll have some rants and... To make things positive, because you're such a positive person, we're now going to have a rave. We're having a rave day, Dad. A rave? Oh, good. <laughs> so we're going to have a rant where we get things off our chest like we normally do. And then we're going to have a rave where we rave about something. We're positive about something in football because you can't always be negative and rant all the time. So, so it'll be good to have a little positive spin on some things going on. So I'm going to kick off by talking about the Premier League. And it went off very well. The biggest match of the weekend that everyone got everyone chatting about was obviously Liverpool versus Leeds. I think everyone's just excited to see how Leeds would do now. See, 16 years they've been waiting to get back in the Premier League. And um, they look great. They look like a really good team. 4-3, Salah got a hat-trick and he looks sharp. I'm not surprised when we did our fancy football draft pick that the guy... The first guy to pick, he picked Salah, didn't he? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit like, oh, okay, interesting. But when you saw him, he looks good. But, um, it's very encouraging for Leeds fans, you know, to score three goals against the current champions of the Premier League is a feat in itself. So, and they were so close. I think it was like 80, late 80th minute that Salah got the penalty. But defence, that's the probably most worrying thing for both teams. Liverpool, towards the end of last season, once they won, I think they relaxed a little bit and I think their defence is a little bit shaky. But is it concerning for Liverpool fans to concede three goals in your first match against Leeds? Oh, definitely, I think. But Leeds, uh, I mean, Leeds will be chuffed they scored three, really disappointed they'd let four in. But if that's a taste of things to come, I think it probably is from Leeds. I think it's going to be a rip-roaring, exciting season for Leeds. But again, that's another team that you think... If only uh, the fans could get in because they yeah. would fill every stadium. They'd have such a brilliant support waiting all those years and they can't watch the team. Anyway, they can't. But um, yeah, no, I think I think it's uh, interesting, definitely. And I suppose also really good for Leeds fans is their centre forward. Is it Bamford? 
Yeah, he's scoring yeah, a goal. Yeah. Goodness me, day one in the Premiership yeah. and he scores. Wow. So he couldn't, he couldn't have asked for any more, really. And then the second match that I wanted to chat about, I, I suppose I quickly mentioned Arsenal, great win for them. But just actually since we just finished watching the match, uh, Everton winning away at Tottenham 1-0. Apparently that's the first time Everton have beaten Spurs in the last 16 meetings. I think Everton against the top six clubs haven't won away from home, I think in the last 40 matches, something ridiculous like that. Um, and Everton were just showcasing all their great signings. I suppose we'll talk a little bit about signings as we go along. But um, James Rodriguez, he was a big signing. He's played from Real Madrid, I think. Yeah, no, good, oh, good player. Very yeah, good very player. Very good player. Um, so, Drekken, Everton top six. I know you you didn't actually catch the match, but um, they look good. Yeah, I think, well, Ancelotti, you think, I always thought, why did he go there and not Arsenal? But if they've given him some cash and he signed the right players, then... Everton have always been that sort of sleeping giant. They're never going to go down. Mm. They're never going to win it, but it might be one of those seasons where they have a good season. Yeah, I was excited about watching Spurs because we've both been enjoying the um, Amazon documentary about it. It's been fantastic, hasn't it? it as I I'm not sure they want the cameras in after today's mm, match. They so. said that. They said it might not get recommissioned, but um, it will be very interesting. I, I was excited to see what Spurs would be like after seeing the behind scenes, but it's worrying. I think it's very worrying. They look lethargic and this is the first match of the season. Yeah, not good. No. Doherty, I mean, I think he's going to be a good signing, but he struggled a little bit and um, Hoiberg struggled a lot, actually. So, yeah. Well, Doherty's, I mean, he played in a real sort of, um, you know, the Wolves system of play. They played the same every match. Yeah. A real clear, ta- he had a clear role to play. So fitting him into the way of thinking of Mourinho is going to be really interesting. And Eric Dyer's now definitely playing centre-back. Oh, that's the right place. For it him, is, yeah. but he did miss on... Anyway, they say he needs to be a bit more physically demanding because Calvert-Lewin mm. got ahead on him. So, so those are my picks in the Premier League. Brilliant. Well, Championship um, kicked off in style with some good matches. Sheffield Wednesday, of course, they start with a 12-point deficit. I mean, <laughs> that's not a good start, but they had a brilliant win. Cardiff, probably people would think, decent chance of promotion, Cardiff. But Cardiff got beat 2-0 at home by Sheffield Wednesday. Windus and Jordan Rhodes, who's still knocking about scoring mm, yeah. goals. So a, a fantastic win for them. Well, they're on minus nine, so that's really pos- really positive for them. And let's say Cardiff finishing the playoffs, uh, they'll be really disappointed but game one, who knows? But uh, yes, yeah, a fantastic start for uh, Yorkshire team, Sheffield Wednesday. And Blackburn Rovers, can't help but them mention them. So Blackburn, actually I was hearing on I think it was the new or radio last night, they've not won the first match since 2010. For an opening season? For an opening match of the season. <laughs> and I think, if I'm right, that was, I think it was August, well it was August, in old money. And I think it was Nico Kalinic scoring 1-0 against Everton in, and we were in Thailand Crikey. at a wedding. <laughs> so I think, I think that's the last time we won an opening match. that we won an opening match. So it tells you something. Uh, and they got to 2-2 with about ten, five, ten minutes to play and lost 3-2. Interesting, the new Bournemouth manager. I've never really heard of him, Jason Tindall. Young, another, another young English manager, um, 42 years old, English. Played 173 games for Bournemouth. Uh, he managed Weymouth briefly, then he's been the assistant at Bournemouth, assistant at Burnley for a couple of seasons. Mm. But then he's been the assistant at Bournemouth now for the last eight years. Now, yeah. now of course, the manager. So, um, you know, good luck to uh, good luck to Jason Tindall, another good English manager. And uh, 3-2, Bournemouth back in the Championship. They'll, have, they'll be really pleased with that. Lost a lot of good players, of course. Nathan Aki, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, Ramsdale. 
you can reel them all off, but Blackburn will be disappointed. But a good win for Bournemouth, three two. Yeah, you look at their team sheet on paper, and even though they have lost those big names, Josh King, I think, is injured. But if he can get fit and stay with them. Well, I don't know if he'll stay there though. But well, I think I'm. I'm not sure he is injured. I think he was staying off oh. the pitch because he's talking to people, ah, okay. including Man United, who he used to play for years ago. So. <laughs> Right, so we're going to have our first rant. So there's obviously been quite a lot crackalacking over the summer period in the six or seven weeks, how many uh, weeks they had off. And I love my soccer Saturday. I love my Sky Sports, my Jeff Stelling. It's like a good couple of hours, which you either love it, you hate it. And I suppose because we love football, I just find it really entertaining. And yeah, it was announced that the three, the three long-standing pundits got the sack. So you had Charlie Nicola, uh, Nicholas, Phil Thompson and Matt Letizia. Paul Merson was the only actual real survivor of those like lads that were on it. So I suppose for me, I'm just, I just think it's a bit harsh sacking all three of them. They did a good job. I get that they maybe want to mix it up. On there on Saturday was yeah, Glenn Johnson, Tony Pulis, Clinton Morrison, uh, Sue Smith. There was no real on-screen chemistry. There was no like chat or banter. Um, you could tell that Jeff was just a bit tentative with the newbies and I think maybe it was just a bit dramatic given all three of them the sack and I just, I, in particular, I like Matt Letizia. I think he's a good pundit. Yeah, no, they've lost some good pundits. They've probably gained some good pundits and you have to see how it goes. But I know, I know. It's a first week back so I suppose they can't have so much ban- banter and chemistry at the moment but... Yeah, I suppose for me, it's just a bit gutter to see some of the old boys go. But um, apparently they might be like coming back and doing their own thing. Those guys, three guys might be doing something different. Maybe a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. they'll challenge us. What's your rant? Uh, my one is, I will just mention Sheffield Wednesday and now on minus 12 points. Uh, without going into the whole reason as to why they ended up on minus 15 and what terrible things the board have done or what terrible misdemeanours they've done, I just think it's a bit weird, isn't it, that you start a season as a fan or as a player on minus 15 points. I just wonder if, there's a, if there is a better way of doing it than giving these big points deductions and probably there's no single player or manager or coach or ball boy or anybody else in the sort of thick of it who did anything wrong so it just seems from a football perspective, I just wish there was a better way of doing it. And Wigan, of course, suffered all that stuff last season and teams will continue to suffer all that. So I just think it's uh, just feels a bit wrong. With the current day of age, though, if they um, say they got deducted more money than points, I suppose without the crowds going in and smaller teams, would they rather have points deducted or would they rather have money taken off them? I think you'd rather sack somebody or take whoever senior person's responsible for doing something bad yeah take them to task rather than you know the team the fans and all that sort of stuff so i just think i don't know what the solution is it's a bit of a pointless rant i just think it's what a shame when you look at the table this morning and you think what a great start for sheffield wednesday <laughs> minus nine yeah. you think oh good grief i think the only good thing is that's come out of it is that it's the beginning of the season so the players obviously have got this extra motivation now like you'd rather have the points deducted now than did Wigan get them towards the end of the yeah, season? Yeah, there's that's just a real mess, ah. Wigan's one. But no, I agree, but I just don't think it just don't think it's the right way to deal with it. But So let's look at League uh, one. So we had Swindon Town three, Rochdale one. Obviously Swindon 
uh, League Two champions last season. So they came up against Rochdale, who were, I think, four points or something like that off the drop zone last season. So it's one of those matches where you thought it might be quite close. Champions of League Two against near relegation of League One and Swindon came off on top. So it's a positive sign for them. And again, Rochdale fans will probably just be a little bit twitchy after the end of the season that they had. And again, that kind of same structure, Northampton against Wimbledon, that was 2-2. Again, Northampton were playoff winners, so they've just come up to League One. And uh, Wimbledon, even lower, I think, lower down than Rochdale, they just about stayed up. So another one of those really close matches. And Wimbledon actually getting the opening goal in the first minute from Chislet. So I think they took the lead and then it was 1-1 and vice versa. So then it was 2-2 full time. So just two fixtures that stood out as teams that were coming back up into League One and Swindon and Northampton. Definitely Swindon, of course, getting a good result off of that. So it'll be interesting to see teams like Rochdale, Wimbledon, you know, um, how they get on this season after being quite down near the bottom last season. Yeah, definitely. And League Two, so uh, there's absolutely no doubt who standout performance in League Two. So then two new teams in there, Barrow, obviously follow Barrow. I said a good result, 1-1. But Harrogate, uh, 4-0 away at South End. So South End had come down from League One the year before, so they would be fancied as a good team, able to probably challenge for promotion. Two goals from Muldoon, Harrogate, 4-0 at South End. Just spectacular, really. Uh, the first game ever in the Football League. And obviously they came into it on a real high and a real positivity and they just... You know, they just smashed them 4-0. So what a brilliant, brilliant result for uh, for Harrogate. Absolutely chuffed for them. Uh, and then the next one really is a team, uh, you've got a match between Cheltenham, probably favoured for promotion in the playoffs last year. Morecambe, every season, get tipped to go down. And Morecambe won 2-1 at Cheltenham, so a brilliant uh, start. They came from behind to score a late winner. Gomez stoppage time winner. And last season's playoff semi-finalist, Cheltenham, so again, a really, really positive result for the Shrimpers, Morecambe. And couldn't have done better, Why are they really. Why the Shrimpers? Because well, you get shrimps on Morecambe Bay. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Famous shrimps. Morecambe Bay shrimps. Wow, OK. I'm not sure the players go off shrimping, but they are called the <laughs> Shrimpers, definitely. Right, so we're now going to have a little rave. So we've had a rant and now is when we rave about something. Something positive in football because there's a lot of positive things in football. And um, even though we are chants and rants, we're also going to have a little rave. So I didn't really watch too much of this man last year because they were in the championship. But even after watching the first match, I already think he's fantastic. And um, he's known as El Loco um, Bielsa, obviously Leeds manager and just everything about him I love uh, he, you can tell he loves football and did you know that he walks four miles from his home to his training to the training ground in mm. Ellen Road yeah no he's when you read into the stuff he does and I've not done it properly he's such a legend he it, is he's brilliant I love him and when you watch him at the dugout he, he looks like a man possessed but he's very calm it's all very weird and also I know it's it's been around for ages but the fact he sits on a bucket Apparently he gets a better view. That's why he doesn't go into the dugout. But apparently in Marseille, he sat on a cooler box. So he's upgraded now, kind of, to this bucket. And he looks fantastic. And I think he's really entertaining. And Lee's obviously playing good. And their style of football is brilliant. And he's going to be attacking. I mean, he's very attacking against Liverpool. So, yeah, very exciting time. So Bielsa, I'm looking forward to watching him on the old bucket. Very good. Uh, my uh, rave is uh, Steve Bruce. 
So Steve oh, Bruce, yeah. I mean, yeah, we spent most of the back end of the season and all of last, whenever he took over at Newcastle, he was probably touted as being the next person to be sacked and they're going to get all these exciting managers at Newcastle and, you know, they're going to put the money in the pocket and bring all these incredible people. And Steve Bruce, God bless him, just keeps just keeps knocking on, knocking the results in. First game of the season, West Ham away, you think, well, they're probably going to lose that. Uh, they've signed some great signings. Both of them scored, Hendrick uh, and Wilson yeah, true. from Burnley and Bournemouth. Both got a goal on the first game. And you think, well, you know, good on Steve Bruce, all that. Uh, so I think he deserves a lot of credit. Again, brilliant, another English manager doing really well. So um, Newcastle, again, one of the pundits' favourites to go down, but delivered a brilliant result. So my rave is definitely Stevie Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, fair enough, actually. Talking of signings, I suppose we better talk about who we think are going to be some of the... uh, It's hard to tell now, but who we think have been going to be good signings and maybe ones to watch out for. Um, I was going to mention Callum Wilson anyway. Obviously, someone with Premier League experience. Newcastle needs someone that looks like they're going to be a goal threat because Joel Linton... Never really looked like that at much point last season. I knew I had injury and stuff like that, but for forty million pounds, Wilson looks like a good buy, eh? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. So my other um, player that I think is going to be a very good sign. You might already say, say this, but um, Arsenal's Willian. I think Chelsea. He was playing good for Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea have spent a lot of money this summer and they've made some really big signings. So we'll see how they get on. But with Willian, you know you're going to get. He's not in a new area, new environment, a new country. He's been in the Premier League for how many years? And he already got an assist and was very influential for Arsenal. So, yeah, for me, um, him and Callum Wilson, you know, people with like, Premier League experiences that are going to come in and have an impact straight away, which is what they've already done. Yeah, I had William as well. I've also got Nathan Ake. I think Nathan Ake is a long-term signing for City. It may well be that he doesn't necessarily play every match or feature in every match or be the first choice but I think as a I always thought he was really good at Bournemouth standout performer and a real positive up and down the pitch always in the opposition box so I think with good management Guardiola playing in a good real good team so I think Nathan Ake could prove to be a really really good uh, international player in the future uh, who do you reckon going up going down we'll just do the Premier League for now who do you think is going to win the Premier League uh <laughs> Kind of got United a little bit randomly. Man United as a now City are obviously favourites. Um, but I've, uh, I think as an outside bet, I've just got something about United when they get the momentum. Yeah. Uh, and just if they can keep, you know, the Drogba, if Drogba, not Drogba, sorry, I apologize. Uh, Pogba. Pogba, yeah, if Pogba if, nearly, if <laughs> Pogba played to his potential every match and, uh, you know, really put, and Marshall played to his potential every match. I think they've got a squad and a team that could probably beat anybody. That's interesting. Um, but, yeah, well, what do you think? Um, I suppose the safe, I feel like the safe answer is City because you can never write them off. I think I'll go City. I think Liverpool, looking at their defence, is a little bit worrying already, but going forward, they looked ridiculous. So I'm going to say City, but I do get what you mean about United. And what will be interesting for the fans and them is um, Van der Beek, their signing in midfield. If, say, Pogba's not on 
form and stuff, whether this Vander beat with Fernandez, you know, they had it going towards in the last season, mm. didn't they? So yeah. it will be interesting. And then going down, obviously Fulham and West Brom have already lost their first matches and big teams are playing against, obviously Leicester and Arsenal. But can you see either of those two teams staying up? Probably not. I think uh, there was a, we looked at some pundits mm. and I think everybody went for those two plus one other. So you then go to your West Ham's, your Newcastle's, your Palaces, your Brighton's. But I think every every single one of them went for those two teams as being the... So I think it, it would say to you that it's a probability they'll both go down. So it'll be yeah. interesting. All right, so let's have our first Barnet of the week for season two. Um, you kick off. I haven't got a clue who you've gone for. Uh, I've gone for... Well, I think it was somebody who's obviously sharpened up his game. Didn't need to sharpen it up much. Sharpened up his game and also tidied up his barnet. Is more seller. Oh, I've gone for him as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. So I think <laughs> we can have a joint one this week. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. my reasoning is, like I say, he, he was a little bit out of control. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, he's sharpened it up, sharpened himself up, and yeah. he's he's up for it. That's weird. We're both on the same page. I was going to say he's tamed the curly locks, as has Alison, the goalkeeper. He's kind of trimmed it back. But um, it looks quite slick, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Very good, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And I was going to say that I thought the short back and sides kind of reflects Liverpool's formation. You know, tight wing backs, free flowing up top. Cause it's still a little bit of movement up top. I um, wasn't going to say that. That's no. clever. That's clever. <laughs> Thank you very that's much. What can I say? Well, joint Barnet of the week accidental. But Mo Salah, he deserves it after that hat trick for sure. <laughs> right. Ones to watch for next week. Um, I'll go for it. So there, I think there are some. Is it Carabao Cup? Yeah, Carabao. Yeah, Cup, yeah. I've just gone straight for next weekend, Saturday. I've gone for a championship match. Don't know if you mentioned this one. Brentford versus Huddersfield, three p.m. I just picked it because these are both teams that have lost their opening matches by one nil. Obviously, Brentford have lost Ollie Watkins. We'll see their top goal scorer. Yeah, and two teams that want to get the uh, season going quickly. So Brentford, Huddersfield, three p.m. on Saturday. And obviously the big one, 4.30pm on Sunday night, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Where are you going to be? Are you actually going to be here, Drew? Yeah, I think so. Well, oh, good. Well, they faced each other in July when obviously Liverpool won and then became the champions, winning 5-3. So again, that was three goals that Liverpool conceded. So you can't think it'd be on a nil-nil draw at all. So that's my ones to watch. I've got two in the championship. Uh, Luton versus Derby. So Luton started off with a solid win. And Derby started off with a loss. And Derby, a funny team, started, I mean, Barrow took them to penalties in the cup. Just feels like they've lost the mojo. They've lost a couple of players. Rooney's out injured. And, just, and Luton are on a real high, having kept themselves up against all the odds last year. So I think that'll be interesting to see if Luton can keep that going. And then the other one is Norwich-Preston. So Preston, again, favourites-ish for promotion. Just didn't quite get there last year. Uh, it's going one or two ways for Preston, I guess. They're either going to keep you know fighting for promotion or they're going to start slipping and they're playing Norwich away who kicked off with a win who probably will be favourites to go back up so I think you know if Preston start off with two losses Norwich start off with two wins that's going to be quite so I think that's quite an interesting match early yeah, doors that'll be interesting um, so those are our ones to watch <laughs> Right, that's it for this week. Our first episode back after a little summer break. Um, is it good to be back, Dad? You enjoyed it? Yes. <laughs> answer quicker and answer more positively next time. So yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with some more football chants and rants with the plants. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.